Welcome to the ADHD Refresh Podcast. My name is Anne-Marie Espina, and I am an expert in ADHD transformation for entrepreneurs. I have a lifetime of experience navigating ADHD all the way from junior high to high school to post-secondary institutions, successfully navigating my own career and also successfully running my own business. I am absolutely obsessed with helping you release old stories and narratives of ADHD that are holding you back so that you can start achieving your 10-year goals right now. You can be, do, or have whatever you want in this life. You just need the right skills to get you there. So within this podcast, you will find the skills that have drastically transformed the lives and businesses of countless clients that I have worked with. My goal of this podcast is to share with you skills, strategies, and tools to show you how you can move from being a made-for-more entrepreneur into a powerful CEO that can create the thriving business you've always imagined. So if you are someone who is looking to level up your business, and if you are somebody who wants it all in life, this podcast is for you. You will learn a powerful strengths-based approach so you can ditch the overwhelm, gain clarity and peace of mind so that you can create the business and life of your dreams. I am so excited to have you here. Let's help you transform into a powerful CEO. Okay, welcome back. I am super excited about this episode. I have been thinking about it for a few days and I just know that this episode is going to have some huge, huge, huge takeaways for you in so many different ways. You know, the more that I started brainstorming and writing down what I wanted to talk about, I was like, holy cow, everything really started to pull together and some crazy lessons that I have had the other day and experiences that I've had have really pulled into creating this episode as something that is going to have huge takeaways for you. So I'm going to be sharing with you a lot about my story too, and an experience that I had when I was studying in university. So before I kind of dive into that, I really wanted to come on and remind everybody that any struggle that you're having with your ADHD is honestly the biggest gift. And it is an opportunity for you to see the strength that is inside of you, right? So when you are experiencing any kind of difficulty in your life, it's just showing you what you're capable of and what is possible for you. So I had a huge, huge, crazy, massive aha moment the other day when I before I went into my meditation, I was just feeling so grateful for life. And I was so freaking excited about everything that the world had to offer. So I actually went into meditation and I, my intention was, I just want to experience really intense gratitude and really just sit in it and experience it. And during this time, it was so crazy because I just allowed what needed to come through me to come through me. And I just allowed my mind to give me things that I needed. And it was wild how when I allowed things to come through the magic that unfolded was absolutely freaking amazing it was so brilliant right a lot of the stuff that I have held a lot of anger towards in my life and people and experiences right my dad he left when we were super young when I was like two years old and he's never been in my life since and so I held so much anger towards him and it's been something that I have totally been working through in the last, you know, six months and have really, really progressed through it. But in that moment, I experienced, you know, 
him coming into this visualization. And in that moment, I was in such intense gratitude that I was like, holy cow, this person that I hated for so many years, I was finally experiencing really intense gratitude for. So it was crazy because I was shown something within myself and realized that was my journey. That was my journey for me to find the strength within myself. And that was my journey and the experience that I was supposed to go down to find my own strength. So holy cow, I can't even, that's like a whole nother experience for another episode that I'm going to talk to you about, but literally gratitude is the most powerful experience ever. And, you know, everything that I've held a lot of anger towards in my life have been the things that have taught me the most beautiful things about myself and about life. So that relates to ADHD as well. And that's, that's kind of how I really wanted to tie this episode into that is, you know, even though the experience that you could be having right now that is causing you a lot of anger and a lot of grief, you know, and the reason that you're struggling is because you are being shown your own strength right now. Right. And the difficult things and the difficult times that we go through are merely to be there for us to discover ourselves and to find the strength within inside of us. So yeah, I really want to share a story with you guys. So you know, my story, you know, my experience, you know, where things have been coming from. So I have, you know, my friends always laugh because <laughs> when I start telling a story, they're like, you have stories that just last forever. And you have so many stories that how have we not heard them all yet? <laughs> so I have no shortage of stories that I can share with the world. So I really wanted to share with you guys my journey and hope that you know some of it resonates with you and that you can take something away from this episode and maybe look at something in a different perspective. So yeah, my journey with ADHD started when I was quite young, but I want to start somewhere in the middle because this story is really powerful. So when I was probably about 20 years old, I ended up leaving my hometown. I was dying to get out of there and I went traveling with a friend that I was working with and we decided that we were going to chase the endless summers. So wherever you are in the world, I was born and raised in Calgary, Alberta in Canada. So freaking cold. I was like, get me out of here. Take me to the beach. <laughs> so we ended up going to Australia and we traveled around it was tons and tons of fun. And actually when I was there, I had really started to run out of money and I was living in Perth at the time. And so I thought to myself, you know what? I, I ended up getting a job there that I hated. I didn't really like, like it there. I really, really struggled to meet people and I'm a super friendly person. So I just struggled all around, <laughs> but I, said to myself, okay, well, you know what, this country isn't for me because I was just, ha I was really in a hard place there. But I said, this country isn't for me. I'm going to go to Bali because Perth was really close to Bali. I was like, I'm going to go to Bali because, you know, I'm not coming back over to this side of the world again. Like I'm not traveling over here. It's so far from home. Like this just isn't happening. <laughs> and I ended up going to Bali and it was so funny. You know, the universe has a really funny way of working things out because I went there and I actually ended up meeting one of my ex-boyfriends there. And surprisingly, he was, of course, from Australia and he lived on the Sunshine Coast. And <laughs> so at that time, you know, I literally only knew him for four days. And then I had already plans to go home back to uh, Calgary. And I was, didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I didn't want to be there. And so 
I stayed there for two months. And then, you know, uh, shortly after that, he ended up bringing me back to Australia. And it was so funny because my family was like, you have lost the absolute plot. (laughs) You know, you're going, (laughs) moving overseas with a guy that you only knew for four days. And, you know, you only spoken to him on the phone for two months. Like my, my brother was saying to me, oh my God, just message me if you need money straight away. If you need anything, if you need help, just let me know I'm here for you. <laughs> and so um, one of the mantras that I actually had for myself during that time was it was terrifying because I was going somewhere where I didn't know anybody where I grew up in a city where I knew like tons of people, you know, I would go to the mall and just bump into every single person that I knew. I was, I just had a really well-connected network in Calgary where I was from. So when I left, I kept reminding myself, I can always go home. I can always go home. I can always go home. And this is something that really actually helped me get through the tough times that I had when I very first moved to the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. So when I had essentially got there, my visa was expiring. You know, I had a one-year working holiday visa and it was about to expire. And so to stay there, you know, I had to apply for university. And it was so funny because I applied for university. I always knew I kind of wanted to go back. Wasn't quite sure what I wanted to study, but I found this program there called the Bachelor of Health Promotion, which was what I ended up studying and graduating with. But yeah, because I've always been super passionate in, you know, helping people and creating programs and services and, and being involved in health. So it's really funny how it's kind of all come full circle. And I'm using that degree for my business right now. But yeah, that was what I kept telling myself. Okay, Henry, I can always go home. I can always go home. So once I applied to the University of the Sunshine Coast, I kid you not, this place is an absolute dream on earth. You know, I had to pinch myself all of the time because I would leave the university and on the campus, there would be kangaroos. Okay, I have tons of photos of me leaving the library and there's just kangaroos milling about like on the lawns. It was honestly so beautiful, so amazing. And just the location of the Sunshine Coast. If you've never been there, you have to go. It is literally like the most beautiful place on earth. So anyways, I got accepted into university. And at the time, my boyfriend that I was dating, he used to work away. So I would be by myself majority of the time. And he would come home like every other weekend or something like that. And when I had signed up for this, you know, I'm lying on the beach some days. We lived in this apartment right on the beach. And I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't know anybody, but this is like beautiful. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and so I, I loved living there. And I, I pretty much started university straight away. And when I first started, I honestly didn't even think it through. I didn't even think twice. When I was in school, I really struggled to write papers, to write anything, because honestly, I don't even know what it was. I was just horrible at it. (laughs) And I think I really struggled too, just because of my learning difficulties or like my learning challenges and differences with ADHD. But anyways, so I got into university, I literally would ask my mom to help me write all of the papers that I ever wrote in like high school and my first post-secondary diploma, which that one I didn't have many writing assignments. (laughs) So here I was on the complete opposite side of the world. I didn't have my mom to help me. I didn't have any friends. Literally, I had no friends. I knew nobody. And 
you know, I first started university, I was like, okay, cool, this is going to be a breeze. And I was actually registered in four courses. So it was in a three-year program and I had four courses a semester. And I remember specifically that I had this very first semester, the four courses were, one of them was like academic writing or something. And one of them was Australian history, which I knew literally nothing about. And I am not a history person in the slightest. And there was two other ones, like a science one and something else. I can't remember what they were. But I remember the first week I was like, okay, you know, the first week of classes, this is okay. Second week came and then they started talking about our assignments. And in the Australian history class, I remember I was a few minutes late and I showed up to class and they were talking about all their, you know, the people who are in politics there, all of these old events that had happened there. And I was so confused. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on right now. And I remember specifically sitting in class And my eyes started to water and I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? And I just had this sinking stomach, like sinking feeling in my stomach. I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. What have I done? I have just come over to the other side of the world. Like, what was I thinking? That was so stupid. Like now I have this crazy extravagant student loan. You know, I promised myself too, that I was going to see this through when I signed up, I said, okay, no matter what happens, whether I stay with this guy or not, I'm going to see through university, you know? And so I had promised myself that. And I, yeah, I remember sitting there and my eyes started to water. I started to cry because I was like, there's no way I'm going to make this out alive. Like, I don't know any of these events that they're talking about. How am I even going to write papers? Like, this is just not going to work. And so anyways, I was like, okay, it's okay. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. Went to my writing class. I just started losing the plot in that class, like the worst anxiety. Um, meanwhile, all of this was happening. And this university, because I was diagnosed two times already before, they were like, well, you know what? We still want to make sure that you still have ADHD so that you can get your accommodations. So I was still waiting for an appointment. I had to go see like three or four different psychiatrists before somebody would actually diagnose me there. So I think I was in between all of that. And I remember when I started university, I didn't have medication. And at the time I was super heavily reliant on it. And so for me, it was like this huge crutch that I didn't have. And I started to freak out. And so then like everything just started to unfold and everything started to unravel. And then I was at home in my apartment all by myself. And then everything just like, this whole spiral of things I laugh about now, but at the time I was terrified. And I remember that I was like, what have I done? I was just crying my eyes out. I honestly just got into the shower and I was just bawling, like ugly crying, couldn't breathe. And I was crying, crying, crying. I was like, oh my God, what have I done? This is the worst thing ever. Like I can't write a paper. I don't know anything about Australian history. What was I thinking applying to this university? Like, I can't do it. (laughs) And yeah, like I said, I had no support. I had no friends. I had no boyfriend. I was like, well, my mom is in a completely different time zone. I can't get her to help me with all this stuff. This is too much, right? (laughs) So I... I am pretty sure I ended up calling her and I'm pretty sure I was crying to her on the phone. I don't remember this exactly, but this is probably something I would have done. I called her and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm pretty sure she was like, get it together, go to the student services. 
sorry, before that, when I got out of the shower too, I looked at myself in the mirror because my face was like beet red. <laughs> I looked at myself in the mirror and then I couldn't help but laugh. I burst out laughing. I was like, oh my God, get yourself together, woman. <laughs> Take yourself to the university. And then, or sorry, then I call my mom and she's like, go to the university. You know, you have these accommodations for a reason. Take advantage of them. And so I was like, okay. I went into student services. I'm like, just trying to get my life together. Cause I was like, you know, I, I was just so in shambles. I walked into student services. I was like, okay, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. I walked into student services and I just started crying instantly. And they're like, are you okay? I was like, no. <laughs> Anyways, they were super helpful to me. Amazing, amazing university with amazing people and amazing support there. And so I ended up going there. They helped me actually drop my course load and apply for a visa. And they said, you know what? It's okay. Because my student visa was only three years. That was kind of like another added pressure. I was like, I can't get all of this done in three years. Like, what am I doing? And they were like, it's okay, we're going to help you, you know, you can extend your visa so that you only do three classes a semester. And, you know, I think an underlying thing of that as well is when you have ADHD, you need support with something, you have to advocate for yourself, you know, nobody is going to come and save you, nobody is going to come and check on you and be like, oh, hey, are you okay? Do you need extra accommodations? Right? You have to speak up for yourself, you have to ask. So anyways, I got to this point where, okay, finally, all of this stuff started to level out. And I knew, okay, I have a paper due in six weeks, I need to like, go to extra tutoring. And in my mind, I had this attitude, and this perception that I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to these tutors every single freaking day, and they are going to write my papers for me because I can't write. So this is just what I'm going to have to do in university. And (laughs) they're going to write my papers. (laughs) And so then I went to every extra tutoring class that I could to learn how to write how to do all of this stuff and honestly I knew that no matter what nothing was going to stop me of getting these papers in nothing was going to stop me from living my dream and going to this beautiful place in on the Sunshine Coast living right next to the beach having this beautiful experience and so you know I went every single day to get extra support. I went to my teachers to get extra support. I was just like literally extra support left, right, and center. I swear I had an appointment every single day with somebody to help me do my writing. And yeah, so I kind of, as I started to like come out of the clear, you know, I wrote my first paper. I ended up getting, I don't even know what mark it was, but I was like blown out of the water by what I actually got on it. And I was like, well, you know what? That was the tutors. They helped me write that. And then, you know, the second semester kind of came around and, and more assignments kept coming onto my plate. And then I obviously asked for less and less support. And then I realized that I was actually just writing these papers on my own. But the first year was so much work, but I knew that if I just worked my absolute butt off in the first year, that the other years would be easier and things would be coming, you know, easier for me. So I was super strict with my classes and the way that I would study. So I always went to the university, no matter what, even if I didn't have classes, I would always go to the university. I was essentially there from like Monday to Friday, like nine to five, some nights, like way later to like eight or nine. But I would always go there because I knew that when I was at home, I wouldn't want to study. I didn't want to do anything. We didn't have a table anyways. We just had like an island bench. So it kind of worked out that I always had to go to the university to work. So then when I knew when I got home, I could do the things that I wanted to do. Going down to the beach, watching sunset, all of that amazing stuff. But yeah, I was super strict with it. And I finally got to the point where I was in university and writing became so easy, right? After about a year and a half, I had tons of friends, you know, it took me about that long to kind of get on my feet there. 
after that point, I wasn't with that boyfriend anymore. And I ended up living on my own and ended up meeting so many amazing people and friends through uh, group fitness. I was in CrossFit for a long time, but I met a lot of amazing friends. And I remember one day specifically, one of my best friends, Dee, she said to me, you know, how do you have such high grades? You don't even work. (laughs) I was like, Oh, okay. And then it kind of dawned on me. I was like, you know what? I have put in so much time, so much effort, so much energy into getting myself to this place where I can write like a freaking boss. <laughs> the, the, the Soros <laughs> was my best friend. And when she actually said that to me, I was like, you know what? I have come so far and I, I never really acknowledged myself for that. So I finally got to this place where things were so easy. I am not kidding you. I probably spent like 80% of my time at the beach, suntanning, hanging out with my friends. And I remember specifically, you know, near the end of my degree, we went camping for the weekend. We were where you drive up the beach at this place called Double Island Point and you would drive up the beach. And it was so freaking beautiful because you would drive up the beach and then you would camp there overnight and you would hear the ocean crashing in. And I remember I walked into one of my classes one day and I was covered in sand. My hair was salty. I was so late for class. And I remember handing in my paper that day. And I remember laughing to myself and thinking, wow, to think that two or three years ago, I was in the shower in my apartment, ugly crying because I couldn't write papers. (laughs) And here I am now strolling off from the beach you know, handing in my assignments to get really good grades. And so it was super, super funny. And I learned so much about myself and so far off into the deep end, going all in 5,000% and having no way to back out. So for me, that was flying to Australia, investing in this stupid, crazy, (laughs) expensive university degree overseas that was going somewhere that I didn't know anybody that was putting myself out there and taking a risk on myself and taking a risk on somebody else and taking a risk on a relationship and just taking all of these risks and honestly, just going head first all in and trusting the process 5,000%. Right. And so now in my life, for example, I, when I apply this to my business, I know that good things are happening. So For example, uh, the last company that I used to work at, the owner and I were just did not see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. And, you know, I think both of us knew that it was kind of coming to an end. And anyways, I ended up getting let go. Thank God. (laughs) But no coincidences. Actually, there are no such thing as coincidences. But at the exact same time, I really started to reflect on what my success method was. And when I realized, holy cow, the universe has my back so hard right now. And the universe is giving me literally a rinse and repeat of what happened in university, right? I was let go. And then all of a sudden, my business was, you know, just super infancy stages. And I was just working part time and things were slowly, really freaking slowly coming together. I think I shared with you about how it all happened when I started my own transformational journey. So that was all kind of happening at the same time. When this happened, I was able to look back and go, holy cow, the universe is playing out my success method for me before I even realized that it was here. So I was like, oh, yes, I'm thrown in the deep end. I told myself there is no way in hell that I am going back to work for someone else. There is 
no way that, you know, this just isn't happening and literally just thrown off the deep end. And that is my, that is how I thrive. Right. And so I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. (laughs) There's amazing things coming ahead of me because I know that this is how I thrive. Right. So I'm not saying this method works for everybody. I'm a little bit of a psycho in that sense. Uh, I like to go all in often. (laughs) So this method works for me. So some of the things that you can take away from this episode are, you know, obviously, what is your story with ADHD? What are the things that have been challenging for you? But if you decide to show gratitude for those things, what can transform for you? What is the lesson that you can have here? The other one is what is your success method look like, right? Look back on your life and say, what was something that I was very, very successful at? What was the energy behind it? Who was surrounded with me? How did I make it work? And find a way that you can take that and duplicate it in your life somewhere else and take that and say, how can I apply this to every other area of my life, right? Because it worked once it'll work again. So it's literally just a rinse and repeat. So this episode has been tons and tons and tons of fun. I could talk about my experiences in Australia for so long, but I really wanted to keep it relevant (laughs) to this podcast and tie it all back into this. So um, as our time goes on, you will hear crazy stories that I have for you and some amazing experiences that I have from my chapter in Australia. But I just wanted to, yeah, say thank you so much for coming. Let me know if you have any questions and I hope you have the most amazing day filled with abundance, gratitude, love, and joy. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Have you begun to realize how powerful this work really is? Each and every time that you tune in, you're learning to master this work. You're transforming your own life and your business. If you are someone who really loves to help other people, please share this episode on social media to help transform someone else's life. And if you really love this episode and you found value, please leave me a review. It will help us create a positive change and shift the way the world sees ADHD. I also really love to connect with my listeners. So you can find me on Instagram and Clubhouse at annemarie.espina. And if you have any questions, please email hello at annemarieespina.com and your questions may be featured in upcoming episodes. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day and I will see you next time.